0: Hello, welcome to the first episode of Your Town Crime, where we take a dart and throw it at a map of the United States, and whatever town it re- lands on, we research that town, find the history, and find whatever true crime stories that we can find, because every town has a story, and every town has its secrets, right, Shannon? That's right. Yeah, I'm Jason, and this is our my co-host, Shannon.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: We're from a small (laughs) town in East Tennessee, and we want to thank you guys for coming and listening to us. Uh, We don't know what we're doing. We're uh, just two friends uh, that got together and started a podcast, and of course, it's a true crime podcast because everybody in the world is doing one right now, and we (laughs) thought we'd jump in and do the same thing. So uh, I'll introduce Shannon. Shannon's the true crime uh, guru. She she likes to deep dive into the, the true crime aspect of the show. Uh, she likes researching that uh, more than i do i like the history of the town Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, i like the history of the town like to dive into that find out what's it makes the town special uh, what kind of history uh, they have Um, and i think it's going to be fun we're going to just throw a dart every week at the end of every episode and research it during the week come back next week with a new episode Uh, of that town so who knows what's going to happen who knows what we're going to learn how this podcast is going to grow uh how we're going to grow how um, our fan base is going to grow if it happens uh, thank you it's gonna happen yeah and if you're listening if this is your first time listening we uh we appreciate you that appreciate that if you like it um please like link it subscribe uh and share uh share it with your friends we're on uh instagram we're on uh Uh, you can link, and we're also on Twitter. You can link to all that at our website, yourtowncrimepodcast.com. And uh, yeah.
1: I should say that for all the true crime gr- gurus that listen to all these shows on Apple and all that stuff, that sometimes we're not going to get a juicy crime that takes place, which is a good thing in these smaller towns. Um, So don't come for us.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, we're 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 really throwing a, m- a dart at a map, and it might hit close to a town, and some town might be really small. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we might have to branch out to the county. We're not sure what's going to happen, the county, or go to the next closest big city or larger town. Just we're going to have to figure this out. Yeah. Because. Uh, And
1: some episodes might be different. We might have a 20-minute segment on history and 40 on a true crime, or the opposite. We could have longer history and shorter crime, because we don't know what's there until we get there.
0: Right, yeah. We we just don't know what's going to happen. This week is Andrews, Texas. So if you're from Andrews, Texas, this week we are talking about your town.
1: Yes, okay, so Jason, if you're looking at a map for all the people who do not know where Andrews Texas is on a map, where would they be where could they imagine that?
0: Well first you got to look at Texas that's where you start <laughs> look at the big the big state of Texas and um, let's see it's over on the east it's the eastern side of uh, I guess Central East uh, it's close to Odessa, Texas, if you've heard of that, if you've watched uh, Friday Night Lights, you've heard of Odessa. A um, lot of oil around there. We're going to talk about that today, of course. Uh, you're talking about Texas. We're uh, going to talk about oil, uh, or oil, where we're from. Oil. If I say oil, <laughs> just, uh, just laugh and go on, because you say it different than I do, and one of us is saying it right, one of us is saying it wrong. I'm probably saying it wrong, <laughs> but that's okay. We say oil around here. We also say ten. Ten <laughs> instead of ten. So uh, laugh at her accents. That's fine. We're used to it. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's close to the New Mexico border. Uh, it's the, the county actually that Andrews, Texas is in actually touches the New Mexico border. And I've I've got an interesting fact coming up here in a little bit Ooh. about the border there. So uh, just uh, just go from the Panhandle of Texas and uh, head south on the, the New Mexico border and about the time you get down to the to the south east corner of new mexico where it makes the 90 and uh and heads left heads west towards uh, el paso uh andrews is right down in there inside texas so that's where we're at on the map and uh i'm wondering how many times we're going to hit texas uh, it's, a it's a huge p- state it's a huge so state. <laughs> Yeah, and it's right in the middle of the map, so uh, we'll have to see how good our dart skills are to to get on different sides.
1: Which so. they're terrible.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> mine, anyway. Yeah, it's been a while <laughs> since I played darts, so uh, I'm not sure sure how good I am anymore. But uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll it, we'll we should be able to hit the map. Uh, but we do have <laughs> the map up on the wall here, and. Uh, yeah, so we'll just dive right into Andrews, Texas. Okay, how All big right. is Andrews, Texas? Andrews, Texas, size-wise, like mm-hmm. land-wise, population. Yeah, land- wise Okay. Well, I'll just tell you both.
1: Okay. Sounds yeah. good.
0: Yeah, land-wise is around seven miles, so seven square miles, um, I believe. I didn't write that down in my notes, but it's it's a little it's right at seven. Um, it's incorporated in 1937, so pretty ni- pretty new in mm-hmm. officially official town of course there's been people there uh, for around 200 years or so Uh, but if you're if you've been to the western panhandle of texas you know what it's known for and that is oil so we'll definitely be talking about oil hunters here in a second but tell you a little bit more Um, get back in Tell you about it. it was named after Richard at Andrews. Andrews was the uh, first Texas soldier to die in the Texas Revolution. It is the county seat of Andrews County. Uh, it won that battle with another town, and now that other town is a ghost town. Ooh! So I think they chose the right the <laughs> right town. Uh, population was fourteen thousand in two thousand nineteen, a little bit more than that, and in two thousand it was ninety six hundred. So about five thousand people in wow. 20 years so it's growing uh with the oil fields around there's a lot of jobs there uh that seems to be uh what most of the jobs are for or where where most people work all right so it's built on oil and soil in a, in Andrews uh, <laughs> i wrote it down so everybody in Andrews if you're rolling your eyes right now you said it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I got it from somebody else, and I thought it was that if I was from Andrews and heard that, I'd probably roll my eyes too. <laughs> All right. They uh they first drilled oil in 1929, so that's not too long ago. Mm-hmm. They've they've uh, produced over one billion barrels wow. since then in around Andrews and Andrews County. So a lot of oil's been produced there. There have been some reality shows about the oil. Uh, one reality show, excuse me, and one documentary, Black Gold, Ooh. was a reality show. It was on, I forgot what channel it was on. but It was on TV uh, around 10 years ago, 2007 to 2010, somewhere around there, and it followed uh, uh, some guys at the oil, on the oil fields huh. at, in that time right outside of Andrews, and in, in at Andrews, when they, they go to town, they go to Andrews, Uh, I watched just a section of it, just kind of the intro and a little bit of it, and it was pretty crazy. Uh, There's also a documentary called Gaslands, which brought up the topic of uh, fracking, uh, which is a big, that we all know, we've all heard of fracking, if you've been paying attention the last couple of years, and that was kind (laughs) of fracking. I have no no, idea what what fracking fracking is. is. Okay. (laughs) All right. There was uh, fracking. They use fracking. They inject... um, they inject a solution into the. Oh, I'm gonna get this wrong because this is going off. <laughs> Come on, Jason. This everyone goes, knows this. Everyone, yeah. Okay. Now listen. <laughs> All right. Here's uh, here's a note. I'm I'm not gonna get this completely correct, but I've heard of fracking. <laughs> I promise I have.
1: Send in your hate mail now. This, yeah, <laughs> this
0: is this is getting pretty deep in the the knowledge, the useless knowledge I have in my head. Um, so. It's uh they 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 inject a solution into the ground to help with the drilling process, and it creates a waste, and it also enters enters the uh, the groundwater sources, which causes problems in towns with it, with their groundwater sure. if they have a groundwater source of wells and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's a really very, very um, big issue. I've seen some documentaries where they talk about where they like light the the water on fire coming out of somebody's faucet. Whoa. Yeah, so it's a big deal. There's There's been major motion pictures about it. There's been a, lots of documentaries. So frackings and this documentary, Gaslands, was about that. So mm. it's mostly used in gas in natural gas, but it has to do with horizontal drilling, from what I understand. Okay. If I'm wrong on that, please get on in touch with us. And, and if you really care about it, you can... You can
1: yeah, let us know. Yeah, you What's can, fracking? Right. You can educate
0: <laughs> me farther if you want further. So I want to shift gears and go to radioactive waste disposal. That's a big topic around Andrews from what I've seen. Uh, I don't know how people in Andrews feel about it. I know some are are definitely for it. I said I don't know, but I saw saw a few videos where people were for it. Um, There's definitely people that are against this. Uh, I know the Sierra Club is against this, Um, and it seems like a lot of people in Texas are. And I'll get into that here in just a second. So what I'm talking about is with the radioactive radioactive waste disposal, there are two kinds of radioactive waste. There is low level low level nuclear waste, which is just uh, waste that could be gloves, lab equipment, could be tools, could be building materials that have come in contact with uh, radioactive fuel rods. Uh, the high level waste is the the actual fuel rods and these, this place in Andrews, uh, the waste control specialist WC, WCS's site uh, accepts low level waste. Okay, so it's just it's not the actual fuel rods. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about more about that in the future, too. Uh, but it's on about 1400 acres. Four, no, excuse me, a lot bigger than that 14,000 acres. Okay, so that's a huge chunk of Andrews County.
1: This may sound silly. Do they dump it, or do they try to burn it?
0: No, they don't. No, they're they're burying it.
1: Oh. Yeah. So they're
0: putting it in the ground in a in a in a contained, hopefully contained site. Okay. So they they dig down. Uh, the dirt that's there is uh, when it, it doesn't water doesn't permeate through it. It's it stays like if it gets wet, it kind of seals itself off, which hmm. is a good thing. So the water doesn't go through the soil very well there. So that's a good thing for the site, and I think that helped them out to get this site. Okay. Um, from whichever side, it depends on which side of this you're on. It might have helped them. Uh, if you're from the other side, it doesn't matter. Uh, if you didn't want this here. What they've done is um, they, the waste, waste control specialist, Uh, There's a guy there, their their owner, his name is Harold Simmons, and he owns uh, Waste Control Specialist. He tried to get uh, something done about 20 years ago, or back in the 90s. That's more than 20 years ago now. It doesn't seem like it's 1994. It was more than 20 years ago, but it sure was. Uh, So back back then, they tried to go to another site uh, in Texas and got shut down. So he kept going, kept going, and 20 years later, he ended up getting uh, this site in Andrews approved. They were licensed to dispose of the waste in 2009, and they finished building in 2011, and started disposing in 2012. Uh, they've got they're accepted. They're able to accept uranium, plutonium, and thorium. Should have checked with my wife, the scientist <laughs> on that, <laughs> the, the science teacher um, from power plants, academic institutions, and medical schools. So that's all the things that they get, and it's all waste. It's all the low-level waste that I was talking about.
1: Wow, it seems hard to believe that that's low-level waste. Yeah, that's low-level waste. <laughs> I'm
0: going to get to the high-level wow. waste and really scare you here in a little bit. Okay. All right, so it's, uh, they've got 30 acres. 30 acres of the site is owned by the state of Texas, and it's used by Texas and 37 other states. So 90 acres is owned by the U.S. government and is used for the uh, Department of Energy Waste, and the site employs about 130 people. So pretty neat, pretty yeah. big, pretty big place. There's there is some controversy on where the site is because it could be in New Mexico. Yeah, there's. If you look at a map, I didn't know this until uh, researching this. I always thought that the Panhandle of, Te- of o- Oklahoma and the Panhandle of Texas it just went straight down. Okay. But there's about a around a three mile where it moves. Okay. And it happened back in 1859. They mistakenly set the border three miles west of where it was supposed to be on the on the, the 103rd Meridian. It was supposed to go down the 103rd Meridian line. And for some reason...
1: Who made this mistake?
0: A surveyor. <laughs> I guess there was there an 1859 survey and they mistakenly set the, the border three miles west. Hmm. So there's a lot of towns that are in Texas that might be in New Mexico. And New Mexico uh, has uh, it said 1910... They they stated that the 103rd meridian was intended, and that was that should be. Uh, they even passed a bill uh, for a lawsuit. They took it to the U.S. Supreme Court, and it didn't become a law. So Texas has got that land. They've got all that oil that's being produced on there, and they've got this site in several different towns that are right in that disputed area, right on the land, on the on the line and this disposal site is right on the border. Like I went to Google and found it. It's right on the border and it looks like some of their, their soil deposits where they either they're digging or they're dumping is in New Mexico. So, so it's right there on the line. Like they've got a, they've got a road that they use, right. That's on the border, like straight up and down.
1: Hmm.
0: So we got, they got that problem, which is, you know, I think New Mexico's the only one that's really worried about that. Right. Everybody else is. Of course, there might be some people in Texas like, yeah, we wish this part would be in New Mexico so we wouldn't have to deal with it. I guess it doesn't really matter when it's 10 miles from your house. Right. The guy I was talking about earlier with WC, WCS, Harold Simmons, he, he owned this company, and I told you he already he tried to get that other site going back in 94, and it didn't work, so he kept working on this one. He got turned in for trying to bribe somebody. The guy he tried to bribe the guy, and the guy's like, "Nope." Called the attorney general, said, "Hey, this dude tried to bribe me uh, for sixty thousand dollars. Didn't work, and I guess nothing really happened." Mm. He, uh, he, he, wonder if he bribed the, the, the attorney, attorney general. Attorney general, yeah. <laughs> How far that went? <laughs> Not saying that it did, and that it could have. Ooh. I don't want to get sued for saying something, <laughs> oh, yeah. saying something wild. All right. So they they took it. They he kept trying trying to go. Of course, he was trying to get this thing going for twenty years. Uh, he took it. The Texas Natural Resource Conservation Council said no. They said they didn't like it. So they they dissolved it. They they dissolved the TNRCC. They just got rid of it. Like uh-huh. somebody's like, we didn't like your answer, so you're no longer a thing. <laughs> so that's wild that it just went away. And then wow. they, then they, so they formed the TCEQ, which is the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality. And then they said no. And in fact, I'll, I'll read you the quote of what they said. Uh, this comes from the technical staff of the TQ TCEQ, and they concluded that the, this is a quote: "Groundwater is likely to intrude into the proposed disposal units. The applicant has failed to use." Numerical modeling to predict the future location, one water table that is expected, expected to intrude into radioactive waste. The applicant has not demonstrated that the site is suitable for near surface disposal of radioactive waste, and they strongly opposed the permit. So that sounds pretty, pretty bad. Yes. Well, they said no. they said no they said definitely no we don't think that they're they can do what they say they're going to do we think that water could get in here and they haven't showed us how it's not they don't Uh they haven't proved to us that that sometime in the future this isn't going to happen so they said no their executive director over overruled and said it was okay and he didn't tell other commissioners about the conclusions that the board had made so he just kind of said um, I heard what you said, but I don't care. We're gonna do this anyway, Whoa. and kind of pushed it forward. So three of the guys that were on that commission, three of the people, uh, they resigned. Mm-hmm. They're like, we're not. We said no. We're that. not gonna be a part of this. We said no. We don't like this idea. We don't think it's a good idea. So see ya.
1: Whoa.
0: They were gone. So that's pretty, pretty bad. Okay. But 2000. What did I say a minute ago? 2009. They started building. So they did get approved. They got their license to to go. So everything was pushed through. Wow. 2012, they started dumping, depositing the low-level waste. So it happened. Whatever they done, whatever they did, it worked, and it's it's there. So uh, Andrew also had a vote on this, and they voted, and the vote in 2009 was 642 to 639. Whoa. Three vote difference. That passed this thing. Oh gosh! Where Andrews said they wanted, and they passed. What they passed was a seventy-five million dollar bond um, on taxes, so to pay for this for this site. Yeah. So, Andrews took on a lot of cost on this. Wow. Um, to build the dump, uh, but they are getting money back for it. They are getting some some money. They've they've got uh, new ambulances. They've gotten a lot of nice new shiny things. They have an awesome an awesome. If you're in Andrews you're there for the night or whatever you got your kids there's an awesome splash pad like I'm talking it's a 2 million dollar splash pad what it is unbelievable <laughs> there's water slides splash pads and it's all it's all right there in Andrews so it's really it's really nice they've got new fire trucks they've got they've got all kinds of new things uh from this and hopefully they they still have their, their health. <laughs> yeah, hopefully no <laughs>
1: yeah. one dies. Or <laughs> I know,
0: it's a it's a little iffy. Uh, the Sierra Sierra Club is opposed to it. Uh, they they don't like it. I got a lot of information uh, from them, uh, so thank you to them for that. Um, I was talking about the the low level and the high level uh, waste. Uh, there is no high level waste there yet they have approved applied for the license and hopefully by the end of this year, 2020, they'll be getting that license. So here, you know, and it, it, this might be later in 2020. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know when, it, if it was, they were talking about November and December, they're talking about the middle of the summer. So they could already have it. Maybe that'll be pushed back to 2021, uh, with, uh, the COVID and all that. that's mm-hmm. here now. Um, Maybe that, that's not being pushed as far, but it's gonna happen. Yeah. Sounds like the license has been approved and they're they're working on it. So the um the high level waste that I was talking about, is stored in two different ways. They've got spent fuel pools, which is just uh it's cooling ponds pretty much. They put the rods down in the ponds and they're pretty big. They're covered in about uh twenty foot of water. And uh, or they're stored in 20 foot of water, and they're cooled in there for three to five years, and then they're taken out, and they're put in dry casks storage, which you can see. If you think, oh wow, this all this waste is going to to Texas, right now it's being stored at your local nuclear power plant. I've looked at the our local one, and I can find them there. They're they, they're dry cask storage. They're 20 foot high cylinders. Uh, and what they do is they put the rods down in there in a steel case. They put an inert gas in there well, it's shut. They, then they put it in an, inside of another case, uh, steel case or concrete, and seal it up so nothing can get out. So it's supposed to be pretty safe. Everything's supposed <laughs> to be contained in there. But if you go to our, our local plant, you can see them. You can see these. They look like, if you go online and, and look to see what these look like, you can go to Google Earth and find them at your site right now. They, wow. they they can't they can't move them, um, and part of the problem was in 1982. Well, when they when they started doing nuclear nuclear power, if I say that like W, <laughs> if I say <laughs> nuclear <laughs> nuclear power, <laughs> I'm sorry, I I am from the south. <laughs>
1: that was a good impression. <laughs> uh, thanks. Uh,
0: Texas and Tennessee aren't that far apart, uh, so I might say nuclear, just like W. <laughs> But uh, nuclear waste in nuclear power plants. Uh, when they started doing producing power for nuclear power, they nobody thought about what they're going to do with the waste. I don't know why. It just seems like <laughs> they're like we'll like... take care of this later. <laughs> like it's too important. This works too well. There's this zero carbon, um, you know, zero carbon emissions, wastes, whatever. Uh, wherever I'm going with that. No, you know it's not a carbon source. It's not. We're not burning oil. We're not using coal. It's just we're heating some water up, pretty much. Is what all we're doing. We're making steam with, with. We're heating the water up, and making steam. That's all they really do. So it sounds good. So let's just move with it, and then worry about the consequences later. It wasn't until 1982 that they started. The they the U.S. government made the Nuclear Waste Policy Act. Um. So, I told you I was going deep in this uh-huh,
1: one. Uh huh, that is deep, but it's
0: interesting. Yeah. So, the, in 1982, the Nuclear Waste Policy Act, the government took responsibility for the commercial spent fuel. So, that was the first, first time the government's like, hey, we got to do something. We'll take care of it. We'll pass this act. And they went to the Yucca Mountains in Nevada, started digging this tunnel, spending billions and billions of dollars on this tunnel. The tunnel's empty, as far as I know. They didn't. They're not moving any of this waste into there because of legal issues. They they have still haven't been issued a license to put it in there because Nevada's like, hey, we don't like this either. Yeah, so oh it's just gosh. crazy. It's crazy. So we billions of our taxpaying dollars have built have dug a hole in the mountains in Nevada, and it's just sitting there. Wow. So now they they're st- they've still got the problem, and that's where Andrews comes in. They started looking for for towns and cities across the United States. Were like, "Hey, who who will take this? Well, you'll you'll make money back. Uh, who will take it?" And Andrews said, "We will by a three vote margin, three wow. vote margin." So there you go. Andrews has got that. Um, oh, I, how? Let me go back to the Sierra Club. Okay. Let me go back to why. I missed this. This is huge. This is huge. And I missed it. I skipped <laughs> right over it. I talked about the TNRCC, the Tennessee Natural Resource – the or Tennessee. That's where we're at. The <laughs> Texas Natural Resource – T for Texas, T for Tennessee. Texas Natural Resource Conservation Council Commission. I forgot what the last C was. Didn't write it down for some reason. <laughs> the TNRCC, which got dissolved for saying no. The TCEQ, uh, they got to, you know – Three guys resigned. the Three people were resi- resigned for that. They said no. The biggest reason is because this is over the Ogallala Aquifer in central United States. You know what an aquifer is, right? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm a water guy. That's what I do. An aquifer is a water source. It's, a, it's part of the water table. There's a big well underneath the central United States, and it goes from northern United States to southern to Texas. It's this huge that's massive. lake pretty much underground. Okay. And most of most of the crops that are grown out west, most of the water that's drunk out west in Wales and by cities and towns comes from this aquifer and this sits right on top of it. So
1: that doesn't seem like a good idea. That
0: doesn't seem like a good place to do it. Now, if everything works fine, it shouldn't be a big deal. If all of this waste if everything's sealed up and all the engineered all the th- everything engineered by the lowest bidder
1: no one makes a mistake right
0: <laughs> no one makes a mistake the lowest bidder does everything they're supposed to do to to make everything just right and nothing leaks everything should be fine but
1: that never happens
0: right, all it takes is one <laughs> yes one mistake and there could be all the water in the central united states could be contaminated. You could be drinking
1: quick. it, your food, yes. your animals showering yeah. in it.
0: So it's uh, that's why everyone said no. That's why water was such an issue with the, the TCEQ with that quote I read.
1: I wonder if there's any sickness in this area. That's like a common.
0: Well, if you if you if I got into fracking, there would probably I would probably find something. That's one mm-hmm. of the things that they're saying with the fracking. Is that the byproduct of that getting in the wells, uh, that it has caused caused sicknesses? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know if anything's been attributed to the to the radioactive waste site or not. Okay, um, I, I didn't didn't hear anything, didn't find anything. Might be too soon to tell. Also, yeah. and with the low the low level waste, maybe that's just you know it's not, it's more sealed, uh, not that big a deal. Uh, but with the high level waste coming in. Of course, we've got high-level waste twenty miles from us right now, and probably if you're listening to this in the United States or Europe
1: mm-hmm.
0: or Asia, I mean, there's there's nuclear power plants everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're all over the world now. Most you know first-world countries have got them, so you've probably got some waste around you. You just don't even know it. I didn't know till this week. How bad it was. I mean, I know the the sites over there. I know the plants there, and I figure there's. I know that there's stuff there, but I didn't know there's was just waste sitting right. there that's spent. That's never going to do its job again. It's just done. So that's that's crazy to find out. That that's crazy, crazy, crazy to hear.
1: Maybe you can find, <laughs> you can be rich. and Figure out how to get rid of this waste. <laughs>
0: well, I, there's lots of people working <laughs> on it. I mean, it's a it's a big it's a big problem. So there's a lot of people a lot smarter than me. <laughs> a lot smarter. <laughs> it doesn't take much to be a lot smarter than me. Uh, they're working on it, I'm sure. And I don't know what's going on in Nevada. Um, and the the Andrews site is supposed to it's, it's supposed to just be a, a like a temporary site. But what's going to happen if it's a temporary site for 100 years? Right. 100 years from now, we're all going to be gone. Whoever's here is going to, you know, it's just That's just the way it is now. Yeah. We've been, you know, it's been here. How are we going to get rid of it? Right. What's the cost going to be then in 100 years Mm -hmm. to get rid of it, move it somewhere else again? It's just a bad deal all the way around. Sounds like it. Yeah. So that's what I found in Andrew. Yeah. What's that?
1: Nevada has the right idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They just, you know, they did let us do some testing out there and on the bomb ranges out there and test some stuff. New Mexico did too, Arizona. There's a lot of bomb sites out there from for nuclear tests. Hmm. Yeah, You find that on Google Earth, too. Interesting. Yeah. All right, Shannon. What do you have for us today?
1: Okay, so today we have um, a unsolved case out of Andrews, Texas. Janet Eva Robertson Gregston, it's a long name, was 29 years old and married to Daniel Gregston, and she was seven months pregnant at the time of her death. Oh, that's rough. Yes. So, Janet worked as a bartender at Graham Central Station, and she was one of three women that were murdered in a three-month time period in 1984. So, segue, if someone wanted to look into this, this was the same nightclub, the Graham Central Station, that another woman, Carmen Melinda Crone, was last seen. She was violently murdered on August 23rd in 1981, three years prior Her case remains unsolved as well. Not sure if that has any connection, but it was interesting as I was researching that.
0: That's suspicious for sure.
1: Yes. So, Janet was found on August 21st, 1984, around 4 p.m., murdered two miles east of U.S. 385 on Andrews Highway. Janet's throat had been slashed, and she was stabbed over 20 times. Now if you watch crime shows right someone that's been stabbed over 20 times that kind of seems like someone maybe knew them or right. it was aggressive
0: yeah yeah usually yeah that's what i what i hear that's yeah. what i remember from the crime shows <laughs> dateline and all those 20 times is uh, that's an act of passion yes that they know each other there was anger there was something there it wasn't just it wasn't just, uh, you know, trying to... Just someone you just met. Right, or. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, Janet and her husband, Daniel, had placed ads in the local paper hoping to sell their car. Authorities believe that whoever murdered Janet was a potential buyer for that listing, test driving the vehicle with Janet in the car with them, which could be possible. But there again... What? 20 times is a lot for someone who just right. met who's not trying to steal a car or something yeah. like who knows the motive of that um
0: And people are different, but if I'm selling a car, I'm not going to let my wife go by herself. By herself to ride with a stranger. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Now, I know people are different and 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 some that might happen, but I think it's kind of funny. Yes. Uh, funny like and. In, in, funny business going down
1: yes it is interesting and I wonder why the why authorities thought that that could have been was there DNA in the vehicle left there that they because I couldn't find anything on that so I mean I feel like they would have had to have some reason to put that out there but the car was later found on Englewood Lane which is a few blocks from the Gregson's residence approximately three minutes away Authorities said that the car was found clean from the inside out. So my questions would be like, where did they take the car? Is there evidence of them no. getting it cleaned out? Um, how, what did they clean it with?
0: Where was Daniel? That's my question. That's true. I'm pretty sure they, they heard about the ad in the paper from Daniel.
1: Probably.
0: Yeah. So, so that's what I'm asking right now.
1: So when investigating this cold case, I found an old newspaper clipping from September 15th, 1984 where police were seeking out help from a man named Doug. They had little information about this man other than he was one of the few test drivers of Janet's car. I will say he was not a suspect rather just to eliminate his name. Doug never came forward to police. But... They described him as a white man in his 30s, about five foot, nine inches, brown hair, and a brown mustache. He weighed 160 to 170 pounds and wore a gold chain around his neck. Doug tested the car, test drove the car on the afternoon of the 19th after meeting Daniel Gregston at the front of the couple's home.
0: Hmm. And he, yeah. And then she went, yeah, Doug said, or Daniel said, yeah, just top in the car with Daniel and... Or, excuse <laughs> me, Daniel said hop in the car with Doug and just head down the road.
1: That could you be know. weird. That's this, weird. It is
0: weird. I mean, there, the, in 1984, things were a little bit different. My, you know, I was there, but I was a kid. But, I mean, I, you know, back in that time, you know, the 70s, 60s, and 70s, you know, hitchhiking and all that stuff was a lot, people were a lot safer and a lot more trusting back then. But I'm still pretty sure 1984, my, my dad wasn't letting my mom hop in a car with somebody she didn't know.
1: And this was on September 19th. Her body was found on the 21st. Oh, okay. So did he come back to the crime scene? Like, did he meet Daniel to test drive the car, saw her from the house? Right. Maybe he was intrigued, wanted to come back. Maybe got information from Daniel, like, oh, do you work? That's Where do true. you work? When you get off, like, there could be so many possibilities. Right. But uh, also, Daniel could have. This could be a murder for hire. Yeah. We don't know.
0: Yeah, he could have come. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, he could, cell phones. You know, it's not like, you know, he she she shot him a text, her husband a text, and said, "Hey, Doug's here to check the car out again. You care if I go with him?" Right. She might have just said, "Hey, this is Doug from the other day. He's a nice guy. I'm gonna go ride with him and trusted him because she'd already met him." Yeah. That's possible. I mean, I'm just trying to think think the way. They were thinking because I wasn't there. Yes, and y'all weren't either. (laughs) (laughs) If
1: If you were, let us know. Please let us know. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah, let us know quick.
1: So it brings us: Did he come back two days later with an intention on murdering Janet? Which could be. Was he prepared with those cleaning supplies and ready to go to the car wash? There were a couple witnesses to this particular case. One witness told police they were driving by the vehicle and noticed a man and woman arguing. He actually stopped to help, but was sent away by the man who threatened to kill him. He then drove away. When he came back, though, the car was gone and Janet's body was found a short time later.
0: So they were arguing.
1: That's what one witness had told authorities that they were arguing and that he actually was going to stop and help him. and the guy was like, no, we're fine, and he just drove away. Hmm. And then they found her body.
0: Yeah. You argue with somebody...
1: That you don't know? That you
0: don't know like that in the side of the road, pull over and argue with them?
1: I don't know. Or Uh, maybe they did know. I mean, this guy, Doug, never came forward. It could have been a friend of both of them. Although this case is still cold, authorities had a prime suspect in mind, Henry Lee Hill. One of the witnesses' accounts identified Hill arguing with Gregston in the car that day. That witness was hypnotized on August 21st to help remember what he had seen. The witness identified Hill through pictures, audio, and a lineup. So my thing was, I didn't know this was a thing. And I enjoy listening to crime yeah. stuff and I did not know that this would be like a reliable method
0: I have heard of it but I can't remember the case uh, the true crime case but I know in the UFO the UFO uh, oh, people yeah. there's been people there that have been hypnotized uh, the the guy from Travis from uh, Fire in the sky you remember that movie no <laughs> uh, <laughs> and there was another case from back in the 50s or 60s there was a couple uh, back then. And I think they were the little green men people, or maybe uh, there was a there was a case there. They were, the man and wife were hypnotized back in the day. I just
1: uh, wanna know, is this something that would stand in court? If you I, were I th- to identify someone in a lineup and say, yes, that man, I saw him in the car arguing. I identified him in the lineup. That's who killed her. Uh, well, would that stand?
0: Uh, well, I think the hypnotizing is just kind of like deep relaxation. Like, it's focusing you in on something. So, they're to kind of, you know, laying you down, relaxing you, taking away everything else around you, all the surroundings and making you focus on what they're asking or what they're talking about. So, I mean, it's not, like, crazy. I mean, they're not making them, you know, cluck like chickens or, you know, like some of those shows you get to. But
1: could it alter? Could they have a keyword that they you know,
0: Maybe yeah. But they I mean it was their motive uh, but still I don't think when there's I say wrong. bad.
1: Three point at three or something. Like I don't know.
0: Yeah, but that you know, that's getting pretty wild okay, conspiracy for someone <laughs> for everything to be connected, you know, okay. the murder be connected to the or you know. But the cops could, you know, they could wanna be get covering, it, up. covering up something or wanna know wanna get somebody, put somebody behind bars so they they look I don't know.
1: yes. so I will say that it is it was very hard finding out this kind of information in such a small town because there wasn't a lot for me to pull from. So if you know something or if you know that I'm missing something, please let me know um, because I am curious. But Hill became a prime suspect to authorities when he came to the sheriff's office on October 3rd, 1984. So, he literally walked into the sheriff's office. He told officers that he was close to Janet's house on the 21st of August, and he kept having visions of harm and thought Janet was in danger. So, that's interesting.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no wonder he was a prime suspect. He w- went to her house and had visions of her after not knowing her. Yeah. So, that's very weird. Hill also told police that he saw Janet get into her car with a man, and he, in fact, warned her to stay away from him. So I wonder if Hill was able to give a description oh. of that man to to the police. Um, And that also tells us that he talked to Janet right. on the day she was murdered. So Hill's not uh, helping himself here. No, he's not. <laughs> This gave police probable cause to arrest Hill. After his arrest, Hill told police information about the death of Janet that only he could have known if he had been there. Also, the sheriff's department said that Hill was able to take them to the exact location of where they found Janet's body, and he was able to do that at night.
0: Hmm. So he just walked into the sheriff's office. Nobody knew anything about him? Yeah. He just just walked in and
1: just was spilling guts. Wow. Yeah. The defense for Hill struck back and said that Hill found all the details of the investigation on a public domain, but police doubted that. Hill was facing capital charges, but his mental state was an issue, which I would say is pretty obvious. He was sent to Rusk State Hospital in 1985 after jurors ruled that he was mentally incompetent to stand trial. Hill was suffering from hallucinations and delusions. He was diagnosed as psychotic. The officials at the hospital thought Hill was competent enough, though, to go through with a trial. Judge Jean Adder, who presided over the case, dismissed the charges against Hill because the witness tape was unfortunately reused from another case and taped over. There was only two minutes left on a 45-minute tape of this witness account. So I don't know who dropped the ball on that one. Yeah,
0: I mean, I'd, I'd say that didn't happen a lot, but it's just wild that it happened in a murder case.
1: Uh, Yeah, which I'm sure there's not been that many murder cases like that in Andrews, so you would right. think that they would.
0: i going to be careful, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're talking, <laughs> about, tapes, <laughs> you're talking about tapes back in the day, so. I don't know maybe it just wasn't labeled they just put it back in it's it's pretty easy to do or left it in there somebody thought somebody else did, took care i mean they just left it in there i guess yeah. I don't know.
1: N- now you know why i'm scared of fracking and getting rid of stuff yeah. everyone needs to do their part right. <laughs> because tapes were erased the witness accounts were deemed inadmissible in the court of law without any evidence the state lost its case against hill so this case is still unsolved we hope to bring some kind of light to Janet Gregson's case and the killer be brought to justice. Wow.
0: Yeah, we talked about a lot of people there on an unsolved case, so mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure they're used to, to being talked about now, but uh we don't we don't know what happened. Um so uh we're just we're just getting this from other people. If you do know what happened, call call the cops. Call Andrews, Texas Police <laughs> Department and let them know. Uh, that you know something, and uh, let's get this, this case solved for her. All right. Well, Thanks, that's Shannon. today's episode. Yeah, that's today's that was episode. good. Our yeah. first one. Yeah, the first <laughs> one, yeah. <laughs> All right. It's uh, time to throw the dart. Okay. We threw the dart. Shannon, what's it say?
1: Broken Arrow, Oklahoma.
0: Broken Arrow. That's got a cool name. That Looks does have a cool right name. Right outside Tulsa. Living on Tulsa time. Ooh. Yeah. You know that song? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right. So come back next week and listen to us. We're gonna be talking about Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. All
1: right. Sounds good. See you right, next see week. See you next
0: week.